Hi, welcome back to the show. Oh, I am so happy to be with you today. I hope you enjoyed the relationship series. If you have not gotten a chance to listen to it, please go back and listen to the last, I think, four or five episodes. All amazing women who share powerful testimonies, powerful advice, powerful tips for dating, singleness, and marriage. So definitely don't want to miss that. Okay, so today, This is for people who are feeling disqualified, disqualified from the call of God on their lives to receive his love and his grace over your life, whether that's from the past or whether that's from things in your life right now that are causing you to believe this lie. We're going to nip that in the butt today through scripture. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Sisters of Christ podcast. I'm Jeanette Bordeaux, your host. This is the podcast where you can come and have your faith stirred up and be encouraged by sisters like me and other amazing women that we have on the show who share advice and testimonies. Our hope is that you leave here more on fire for Jesus than you were before. Now get ready to be encouraged with today's episode. Okay, so today I just really felt the Lord pressing on my heart to talk about um, Romans 10 and 11, and I felt like the message he wanted to bring today is for people who have felt disqualified for from his grace and his love, whether that's some things that are going on in your life, life circumstances, whether that's things from your past. I don't know what those things are, only you and God do, but I just pray and believe that the Lord is going to touch you right now. He's going to speak to your heart. He's going to speak to those lies right now. He's going to deliver you from that and set you free so you can walk in your purpose and your calling. Amen? Okay, so let's do this. All right. So first I want to start off with Romans 10, 4. I'm in the NIV. Um holy bible app paper bible app whatever you got let's look at it um, or you can just take a note of it later Um, so it says christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes so it's basically saying that if you believe right it's by faith if you believe in god if you believe in jesus christ then you have righteousness that let me repeat it again there may be righteousness for everyone who believes and this is paul speaking because he says christ is the culmination of the law so at this time um people were so set on the law and it's like you have to follow the law you have to follow the law and this was the jewish people of the time Um, These are the chosen people of God who you wanted to bring salvation is from like from salvation. So there's a verse in the Bible says salvation is from the Jews. This is his chosen people who rebelled against him, who did not recognize him, who whenever Jesus came to the earth, we saw the Pharisees, um, the Jewish religious people who were so high, you know, up in ranks and knew the word of God, knew the law, knew the Old Testament. They knew God, but they missed out on their savior. The thing that could actually bring them righteousness, the thing that um, the person that could actually bring them closer and restore the relationship with God that was broken 
in the garden. So this is what he's talking about when he says Christ is the culmination of the law. He's, I just want you to understand the context. He's speaking to Jewish people who are, who are thinking the law, they're, they're like basically putting the law, oh, which is, you know, works, um, over the grace of God who sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to be the sin offering, to, um, to take all of the requirements of the law uh, from us so that we could be free to live in his grace and walk in his grace um, versus us trying to constantly in our own strength trying to live up to these holy standards of god it's not that the law is wrong or any of that but there's also um, another verse that it says the law um, reveals our it reveals our sin. It exposed our sin in different different um, translations. So it exposed our sin. It showed us um, that oh wow this that we are actually sinful. Because if you don't know something's wrong, if no one ever tells you something's wrong, how do you know it's wrong? You know sometimes there's that deep feeling, right? Um, but usually it has to be taught to you. You have to know. So. The Lord in his holiness had these laws for everyone to follow and for everyone that, you know, there was no way we could ever match up. But this was the purpose of the law was to reveal sin and also reveal our need for a savior. Right. So we had to recognize, wow, I can never match up to this. I can never live up to this. And then when Jesus comes, he's like, I will come and give you rest. Come to me. All are burdened and heavy laden. Um, for uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the, he was also when he said heavy laden, right? He was he was talking about the things of the world, talking about the, you know the stress of the world, um, the lies of the world. But he was also talking about the heaviness of religion, the heaviness of um, what the Jewish people and the Pharisees were putting on these people. He even says, I believe in Matthew, um, let me try and find it. I have my paper Bible open, so <laughs> I was just reading this day in Matthew. Um, Matthew 23. Uh, okay, here it is. 23.4, Matthew 23.4. It says, this is Jesus speaking to the people and his disciples um, during a sermon. So he says, he's talking about the Pharisees. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. So basically he's saying all, you know, all these people are putting all this pressure on you to follow these rules and these laws, but they're not giving you any grace. I've come to give it. I've come to give you grace. And that's what, um, that's what the difference is uh, between that's what the verse means when he's saying that Christ is the culmination of the law. Um, he is that perfect, perfect, holy um, fulfillment of the law of all the requirements because it says he fulfills the requirements. He's like, I didn't come to, he says in the word, I don't come to abolish the law, but I come to fulfill the law. Christ is the fulfillment because he was the perfect representation of following all the God's commandments. Um, so it says Christ is the culmination of the law so that there may be righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with God, 
right standing with God, meaning the Lord is does not looking at you with guilt, shame, and condemnation. Romans 8, I believe 1, or yes, I believe. <laughs> um, therefore, there is no guilt, shame, or condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, that is what the Lord wanted to bring. Um, so yeah, that's when God is looking at you, he's seeing you wrapped in Christ. He's seeing you as his child. He, he is seeing you as his daughter and his son. Um, so that's what the Lord, um, that's what righteousness really means. Um, righteousness is right standing. There's no anger. There's no wrath between um, you and God anymore. You are free to have fellowship with him just like it was in the beginning in Genesis with Adam and Eve, um, where, you know, Adam walked in the garden with God and he was there in his presence. He was there in this heavenly place. There was no separation. Um, and the thing that separated us was the sin of the world that came through when Eve ate that apple. So, and so Jesus is the restoration of that, of that separation. He restores the gap between, you know, us and Jesus, or I mean, sorry, us and God by forgiveness of our sins. He took away the sin. So it's like the thing that was in between me and God having a close, you know, relationship was sin because God is so holy. Jesus was the antidote and he removed it. He was, um, he was the cure, right? So he removes that and now and washes away all of our sins. And now God sees us wrapped in him and so yeah so i hope that makes sense as far as what righteousness is i feel like um i just really wanted to dig, dive deep into what that really meant so again christ is the culmination of the law so that there be may, may be righteousness for everyone who believes so there may be right standing with god for everyone who believes so believing in Christ, believing that he is our savior, believing that everything I just said, he did, right? That he came and he died for our sins and that he rose from the dead three days later. And he, whenever he went into the grave, he took our sins. He took our transgressions. He took everything that would have kept us from God and he buried them in the ground and he rose again as a new creation in Christ just as we rise as a new creation in Christ when we are what you call born again a lot of people I have talked to actually don't really understand what that means that's what that means that's the whole um baptism right you probably heard of baptism baptism is the whole representation of that of jesus dying and resurrecting and becoming a new creation that is exactly what we do we go under the water we go we die like christ and we raise up a new creation in christ we have died to the sinful nature of our old self because christ because christ not because anything we did um, but because christ so i want to talk about that in romans uh, 11 so it says, don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah, how he appealed to God against Israel? 
Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. And what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to bow. Okay, so in um, Kings, in the book of Kings in the Old Testament, there's a prophet Elijah. And he's basically uh, one of what he thinks is the only prophet left that's worshiping God. A lot of uh, there was a lot of prophets that have turned to other gods, false gods. There's a lot of false god worshiping um, at the time, and we still see that today. There's people worshiping idols. There's people worshiping um, figures of wood and uh, gold and all of that. Um, just false gods. And so, and this is the recount of Paul is what he's saying is the Elijah praying to God in Kings. He's like, oh my gosh, like they're trying to kill me. What am I going to do? And then God reminds him that he has reserved for them 7,000. And this is why it's important. The next verse, 11, 5, Romans 11, 5. So too, at the present time, there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. So he's comparing this moment of from the Old Testament where this prophet Elijah you know, was feeling alone and not like, oh, no one's worshiping God. And he's saying God reserved people for himself, right? And he calls it a remnant. So, so too at the present time, right? This time, this age, 2021, um, there is a remnant chosen by grace, meaning you don't have to chosen by grace. And if grace, if it and if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. So what is God's grace? God, grace is freely given. It's a gift from God that we receive. Think about any other gift you've ever gotten. Um, did you have to earn it? Did you have to work for it? Did you have to um, submit a paper to get it? Um, no, that would be weird. <laughs> I hope that you've not received gifts like that, I guess. But you've not had to do anything to get it. So this is exactly what he's saying is like grace then is not, cannot be based on works because it wouldn't be grace anymore. So this is the grace of God that we are chosen by him to be his remnant. It's a remnant chosen by grace. A remnant is the people who are faithful to God. That's what he's saying. He's like people faithful to God who are going to remain faithful to God and also and so be saved because of their faithfulness. Um, that is the remnant. So if you have believed and received God and you are pursuing him and you are staying faithful in him, right? And seeking him and knowing him and becoming more like him, then you are saved. You are qualified. You don't have to do you are not disqualified from God's grace. You have been grafted in as spiritual sons and daughters. You have been grafted in as spiritual sons and daughters. And that is so awesome. So I don't ever want you to feel like you are disqualified or um, that you are 
um, unable because it says here in scripture that you that you are <laughs> that you are chosen that you are grafted in and let's talk about the grafted in part okay so the, let's go to Romans 11 11 so I'm just gonna read um, so Paul again just to give some context Paul again is still talking and referring to um, the Jews and um, and Gentiles, right? So Jews, the chosen people of God in the Old Testament um, who had previously rejected him, and Gentiles, which is basically anyone who's not a Jew. Um, so again, I ask, Romans 11, again, I ask, do they stumble so I f- to fall beyond recovery, meaning the Jews? Not at all. Rather, because of their transgression, salvation has come to the Gentiles to make Israel envious. But if their transgression means riches for the world and their loss means riches for the Gentiles, how much greater riches will their full inclusion bring? Oh my gosh. So yes, Jesus is for the Jews. Come on. Uh, Verse 13. I am talking to you Gentiles and as much as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I take pride in my ministry and hope that I may somehow arouse my own people to envy and save some of them. For if their rejection brought reconciliation to the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? If the part of the dough offered as first fruits is as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches meaning the root of Jesus. Jesus is our root. He is the vine, we are the branches. Verse 17, If some of the branches have been broken off, and you, though a wild olive shoot, have been grafted in among among the others, and now share in the nourishing sap from the olive root, do not consider yourself to be superior to those branches. If you do, consider this. And this is so crucial. You do not support the root. The root supports you. You in Christ. Christ supports you, your righteousness. He's the only thing that makes us right standing before God. It is not our works, just like Paul was saying before. You will say then, branches were broken off so that I could be grafted in. Granted. But they were broken off because of unbelief and you stand by faith. So if you have faith in Christ, if you have faith in Jesus, you are grafted in. You are a part of the holy remnant. You are chosen. You are a daughter of the king. That's what qualifies you. That is your qualification. Stand on that for your qualification and don't fall into the lies of the enemy. So I just hope this is making sense as far as um, really renewing your mind in maybe some lies you may be living l- believing about um, your your qualification if you're qualified um, as a son and daughter I just want um, I know that there's the, those thoughts and those feelings or whatever those doubts that come in um, sometimes but we have to place God's word above that if we are going to walk in our identities fully fully, Um, We have to believe every word 
the Bible says about us, even if it triggers us, even if it challenges our ways of thinking, because God is sovereign. He is holy. He, his, his wisdom is beyond what we can even comprehend. Um, his knowledge is beyond even what we can comprehend. So we have to believe that he is higher. His ways are higher. His thoughts are higher um, than ours. And, and he doesn't think the way that we think. Okay. And I just another touch on this is that um, just one other thing I want to highlight before we hop off is in, in if that Jesus is available to everyone. That's because of because of um, the because of the chosen people rejection um, of of Jesus. Um, because of their rejection towards Jesus. I'm not saying every Jew rejects Jesus. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying in the Old Testament, right? When Israel was rejecting God and um, and I just want to make one last point here in Romans 11, um, 15. And Paul is talking about that, um, how Jesus, and Jesus is for everyone. There is nothing disqualifying you from his grace, from his love, from his peace. Um, his grace and his love um, abolished your past on the cross. It abolished whatever you think is holding you back from receiving his love. It abolished what you did yesterday. It abolished what you did 10 minutes ago. It abolished all of that on the cross. Um, and yeah, if you repent and come to the Lord in forgiveness, there is so much peace. There is so much joy. There are so many great things. God is not waiting to condemn you when you come to him. He receives you with love and kindness. If you think about the story of the prodigal son, the son goes off from his father and does all these shady things and spends all his money, spends his inheritance, but yet he goes home to the father and the father is running towards him. He runs towards him, puts a cloak on him, puts a ring on him, and said, let's have a feast, you're back. That is a picture of how Jesus looks at us when we've maybe been away from him in whatever aspect, right? And I think this, I wanna, I think it's really important that we don't, you know, oh, I've been in the Lord 10 years, I've been in the Lord five years. You can have a ministry, you can pray every day, you can um, go to church every Sunday and read your Bible every night, but your heart can be far from God. Your heart can be unsurrendered to him. Your heart can be filled with lies. And when you release and just open your heart to him and be real with him and allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life, allow the Holy Spirit to speak into every part of your life and have his way in your life, um, you can have the fullness of what God has for you. And that is a journey with the Lord. That is a continual journey. It's not, oh, you know, I've reached this milestone. That's not what walking with God is about. Walking with God is walking with him every single day 
and just spending time with him every day. It's really that simple. And building a genuine relationship and getting to know him and allowing him to speak into your life and give you instruction and walk with you and say, God, you know, I want to know what you think about my job. I want to know what your plans are for this. Like, I want to know your heart for my city. I want to know more of you. Um, That's what we get to do as Christians. That's what this grace thing is all about. It's a grace to walk with Jesus every single day, a grace that we did not have before. But we are so blessed, blessed, blessed to have now um, because of what Christ did, that he died for us. And that salvation, just a quick point, salvation is for the Jews and the Gentiles. It is for all. And that is what's so great. You know, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. And there's a verse Romans 10, 9, it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is the Lord, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart, verse 10, that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. And guess what? You don't have to do this in a church. You don't have to do this in a, I don't know, a prayer closet, you can be wherever you are right now and you can believe in Jesus. You can choose to believe in your heart. You can ask for his forgiveness. You can ask for his salvation. You can ask for his grace. God, I need grace. God, give me your grace. Jesus, fill my life with your grace. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe in what you have for me, God. Yes, Jesus, I want more of you. And repent. Repent the areas that he's bringing up to your mind in this moment. Just repent. Even if you're saved, there are things in our hearts that we have not surrendered to God and that we need to surrender because he has so much more for our lives so I just want to pray for you right now I pray that yeah just yes God that is as you're bringing up things to people's hearts Lord as you're touching them Lord with your kindness with your mercy yes that the word says that God longs to be merciful or gracious to you God longs to be gracious to you so God, even in wherever they're at in their journey with you, whether it's far or closer, wherever, doesn't matter, God, you care about the heart. So I just pray you just realign our hearts to your truths, realign our hearts to you, God, realign our hearts to your heart. So knit us together, knit us together, God, so that we be fully surrendered to everything that you have and for our lives, God. Show us the way, direct our paths, and make them straight, Lord. Give us wisdom and understanding, and give us the grace to follow your ways, God, and follow you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I really hope this episode blessed you. Um, We went deep in the Word today. I had so much fun. 
I love Romans, the book of Romans. It's amazing. Um, and I love talking about the grace of God. So if you enjoyed this episode, would you please share it, um, screenshot it and tag us at the sisters of Christ. I love to hear from you, or you can simply leave a five-star review. It helps so many other women find this podcast. We want to spread the gospel of Jesus. We want to let people know about his grace. So if you could help me with that, that would be great. (laughs) I appreciate you. I'm so happy that you show up every week and that you are listening. And I just bless, bless you in Jesus name. See you next time.